Today on the High Button Podcast, we have a very special guest. His name goes by Ryan Penny. Ryan played for the Dartmouth Subways at the midget level until continuing on to the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, playing for the Moncton Wildcats and Rouen Huskies. He had a leadership role on both of those teams, so I'm excited to sit down and talk to him about that. After his time in the queue, he moved on to professional hockey, playing for the Binghamton Devils and the Reading Royals. Very excited to sit down, talk to Ryan, pick his brain, see what it's like to be a professional hockey player traveling around in the States. He's going to have some great stories for us, great podcasts ahead. Sit tight. Here we go. All right, Ryan Penny, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate you. it. It was good, good to be seeing here. You. Yes, it was good seeing you the other night. I yeah. appreciate you uh, saying yes right away. Yeah, for sure. No, I've been watching a bunch of them, and they've been looking good. And Yeah? Uh, you know, a little bit of everything. And I know. I, I I might mix it up. Like, it's been a lot of hockey. I might mix it up with other athletics. But for the most part, this this uh, this province is just packed with hockey talent. Yeah, always. Yeah. It's just like... Yeah, I just thought there was a market there, like to talk to these guys. There's yeah. so much talent, and it's probably never gonna stop. What's that academy? Um, Newbridge Academy. Have you heard of that place? Yeah, like the places, yeah. the the players, excuse me, that they're pumping out of theirs. Yeah, incredible, and the new facilities they have. I I haven't seen them, but um, who was I talking to the other day that um, said it's unbelievable? Just like the turf, they got a turf there, and oh, they got a turf. They got a couple. I think it's baseball and golf has taken off or something like that. So oh, it's more than yeah, just it's hockey. More than just hockey, and oh. they're doing really well. So. Oh Jesus! But Which yeah, well, when I was talking to Luke yesterday, he came out of there and he had nothing but good things to say about it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, anyways, yeah. Thanks again for coming on. I appreciate yeah, it. No so, like, how how I like to do these is uh, is start like when you're uh, you know a younger player to where you are now. How old are you now? Twenty three. Yeah. Twenty four years. Yeah, I turned twenty four in September. September. Yeah. Is that considered a good? hockey birthday you know what uh, like um i i missed the deadline probably like by five or six days so you got like a bad day i'm like a late I'm, I'm like a i could be in the other draft but it ended up just being okay yeah so but you know it, it all works out i guess so when you played subways your first year was that your first year out of bantam you like went right into um, Dartmouth Subways. Yeah, so the year before I played Subways, um, I went to Ross A. Netherwood in St. John. Okay. Uh, it was like a prep school. Okay. Um, How'd you like that experience? It was good. It was good. It was. It's kind of weird. Like fourteen years old, left home. Um, you know, I remember like the first time my mom dropped me off. Um, <laughs> it was funny. Like there was this old dorm. Uh, my roommate was from Russia. He wasn't getting in. This was at the beginning of the year. He wasn't getting in till like twelve o'clock that night. His flight was getting in. Um, so like, you know, first time away from home. Like my parents just said, you know, figure it out. Um, you know, he shows up. We had school the next day. He shows up like twelve thirty yeah. at night. Yeah. Um, storms in. Um, like guys parents are loaded um oil Jesus. or something in russia can you say his name canada did uh, he ever turn out to be anything dennis something i forget his last name <laughs> okay of something okay. Yeah. yeah but um great guy first guy i met there and um it was just it was crazy it i love different different yeah. world i love how your parents say just figure it out because there's so yeah. many parents out there they're just like that hover their kids yeah how old 14 you said i was you were? i was uh yeah so i was i guess i was turning 15 right then so yeah um but yeah it was like really weird it was weird but it was good to 
you know, it's, it's helped me, um, you know, growing up. You got to grow up real quick. Well, I was so. going to say, you must have matured at a young age. Um, I would have cried 14 years old yeah. leaving home. Yeah. Oh, like, you know, man. that's one year, like, I, you know, started drinking there. Like, it was really? like everything that I, um, you know, I just, it was, I had my first beer. It was, you know, met some great people. Yeah. And uh, we played high school hockey. Um, there uh, because I kind of decided to kind of leave uh, Bedford, yeah, which was where I was playing my uh, minor, minor band year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Went there. They had like a. They went to the states like five, six times. Okay. Um, in like different tournaments to different prep schools in the states. So, okay. Um, went down there and um, it was a good school too. So like education That's was was good and cool. And then came back the following year to play major midget at the subways. Yeah. Who was yeah. coaching the subways at the time? Uh, it was Brad Crosley's last year. Oh, I bet that guy yeah. has some good stories about yeah. like Crosby. Yeah. He was a great coach. Was he? Yeah. He, I'm pretty sure he still skates with those guys um, in the summer. Like he stays in contact. I think he's the assistant coach with Dow. I don't know if he is anymore, but, um, he definitely runs the skates in the summer with all the pro yeah. guys. Yeah. Like yeah. that guy must like, cause he was there when, yeah, Sid was there in Dartmouth. Yeah. You ever see that like, um, what is it? It's like, I think Global did a bit on Crosby when he played for the Subways. You ever see that video? Yeah. And then Crosley came up and he was just like, whenever Crosby's on the ice, he creates something. Yeah. And I remember watching that when I was like, like when it came out on the actual news and I was just like, there's no way that this guy's this, that good. And the fact that Crosley got to see all that, that's incredible. Yeah. How is he as a coach like towards you? He developed you well? Yeah. Yeah. Really good coach. Um, yeah. Definitely learned a lot that year. Just improved um you know obviously I, I don't think we did as well as we wanted to but mm. um you know we had a really good really good team do you like playing at the sportsplex because i played at the sportsplex too what are, what are your thoughts there no it's been what that's like it's been eight years since i played major <laughs> midget hockey but um we'll move on soon I yeah swear. <laughs> no but it's just like it's crazy how that you know it feels yeah. like yesterday but yeah. um like yeah you, i yeah. liked it i didn't i didn't mind it it was um, you know what? It was funny. Like the year before when I was in Rossi, they had this old, old barn. Yeah. They had a trailer that was attached to the building, uh, to the rink, like legit trailer where our dressing room was in. Yeah. So, um, it was nuts. It was crazy. It was, uh, <laughs> like, I remember it was snowing and you would have to go from the trailer to the rink. And it was like, it wasn't that far of a walk, but, um, you know, like we were full of snow going on for warm up. It was crazy. Oh, you had to leave. The, yeah, there like, was no, literally there was no outside. Tunnel. It was like out the the train, like the um the door, and then you had like probably um a hundred feet before you get into the rank. So a hundred feet. Yeah, yeah. So it was like like snows. If it's snowing, like you're you're literally full of snow walking into the rank. So. um <laughs> You know, it was definitely a huge treat to play in, you know, in the, in the sportsplex at that time when it was like, um, you know, we had a great rank yeah. or a great room. And, yeah. um, you That's know, hilarious. You get a ton of fans, but it was, it was definitely a step up. So when you say a trailer, do you mean like a mobile, like home legit mobile like trailer that the women's team, the varsity women's team was on one side. Like they had like one section of the trailer and then the men's team was on the other side of the trailer. And it was, it was, like, it was crazy. It was nuts. <laughs> Did anyone ever, like, rob the trailer? Like, trailers, I'm pretty sure, are easy to break into. Yeah, I, luckily not, because it was on campus, but it was, uh, it was crazy. <laughs> That's hilarious. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess the Sportsplex is pretty good then. I guess you don't yeah, mind that. Yeah. Um, there's some states, there's some schools down in the states that, like, I've seen pictures of, and like the rinks are outside. Who was it that used to play down? Someone played in like Minnesota, and the rinks were like, like you know how the form has windows at the top. Yeah. Well, like the rink was like was almost like no all windows. windows, so there'd be like an afternoon game, and they didn't even have to turn the lights on because yeah. I, I would hate that. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, speaking of rinks, when you played in Moncton, the seats were like teal. Yeah. Like how good? How you must have seen the puck so yeah. well. Yeah. It was dark in there, but like it was dark. It was. I felt like it was really dark, but it was. Um, I like, I, I liked it. It was, and they packed it. They had like, it was, a, I felt like for the town, it was like such a smaller rink. Yeah. Um, cause there's just, well, they actually just built a new one. That's 
probably got like three or four thousand more seats. Moncton did. Yeah, like is it built? Um, I think they're going into this year, oh. so they'll be their first year, and it's right downtown, just beautiful. So that must have been like their their like thing for the Memorial Cup. They're like yeah, bid. They're like, bid. Yeah. yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But teal seats, it was. Yeah, it was good. They, I think they're gonna shut it down or or do something with it. But talk about a historic rink, man. Yeah. There's been some players that have yeah. played in there. Yeah. Um, I was when I was talking to Hardy about playing with the Mooseheads, he said that um, the organization always kept in touch with them, and they're always good for uh, things after their career. Was Moncton like that? Like, yeah. if you ever want to get back in touch with them, is it easy to do so? Yeah, absolutely. Um, like if the players have uh, like school benefits or yeah. anything to do with that, they're really good for they. Um, you know, when I was in Moncton, um, they were the, like, they treat it really well. Like it's like a first class organization. They, I was going to say, yeah. um, you know, like we would have, um, a team dinner at the start of the season and there's just a duffel bag with a bunch of, a bunch of gitch in it. And, um, polos Actually, to can you explain to... what gitch is? Someone was listening to the podcast and someone said gitch and they don't know what gitch is. I know what it is, but yeah. do you want to so, explain it? Um, Gitch, I guess the former word for gitch is like you're under, um, so what you would wear like underneath your gear, um, when you're playing hockey. Um, so like, you know, if you wear pants with, um, thin socks and, and, um, you know, a dry fit shirt or whatever. Like but, Under Armour. Yeah. 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 So, um, but you know, they, it was funny cause we weren't allowed to wear anything not Moncton at the rink. So like we would get a winter coat, we would get a hat, we would get oh, okay. baseball hats. Yeah. And if we wore like, um, which makes sense, they you know they spent so much money giving us all this stuff, so they want us to wear it. But like, you know, we going to the rink, we couldn't wear like a Boston Red Sox hat or really? um, or anything like that. They just wanted to to be Moncton and, and yeah. like show the brand. And um, it's funny because like, <laughs> I think my dad wears half the stuff now. It's just like <laughs> I have so much Moncton stuff. It's yeah. just you know, old Jesus in, in a closet somewhere. Their owner, man. Who's the, who's the what's his name? Robert Irving. Jesus, yeah. money for days. Yeah, all these privately owned teams in junior are living so much better than community owned. Yeah. Didn't you guys get like a brand new? Well, you didn't get a new. You do have a new bus in Moncton, or you did? Wasn't it just like two million dollars? Like there was it was a sleeper bus, and everyone slept comfortably or something. Um, when did that come in? I, I heard a rumor about. I it. know they like they were renting a bus for a couple of years, and then. Mr. Irving bought a bus and then Mr. Irving had a boy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then I think they just, they gutted it a bit, put some, like, uh, took some seats out to make a little bit more leg room yeah. and stuff like that. But I remember in a preseason game when I was with the Mooseheads, it was 2010 or nine, I think. And I'm pretty sure that's the year we that you guys got the bus. Cause we were playing Moncton and with the pregame, like pump up was just like, Fucking Moncton and their new bus rolling into Halifax, really? thinking they're the shit. We're gonna come in. And now yeah, they were, so I came they in. They were using the bus. So um, maybe it was 2000, 2009, maybe. So yeah, know. it's probably only like one or two years old when I came in. So it was okay. It was nice. I remember yeah, that. It was, it was hilarious. Nice. They were using the bus to get the boys pumped up. Yeah. Um. So you liked your time in Moncton then? Obviously, loved it. It's, loved it's, it. I hear um, nothing but good things. Yeah, billets were great. Um. Yeah, they had. Um, a boy and a girl that were close to my age and um you know i had some really good buddies that lived around me and yeah and you're not great. too far from home yeah yeah not too far from home i think my parents came to almost every home game how far is that drive two hours yeah that's yeah that's not bad at all yeah so um my parents are in fall river so it's on that side of halifax so it's it's an easy track when you got drafted there you you must have been just like you probably was like in the back of your head, like hopefully it's the Mooseheads, but like if it's Moncton, that's yeah, fine. You know yeah, I mean? like obviously I had no clue, like, um, you know, 15 years old getting yeah. drafted. And I, I was lucky that Moncton won the year before. So oh, they were kind of in a little bit of a rebuild. Um, you know, they didn't have many like top picks and, yeah. um, you know, there was, there was room to make the team. So I was, I was lucky enough to go to a, a pretty good spot and have a pretty good opportunity to make the team at 16. So, um, which helped me out and cause I was expecting to go back to midget and play Were another you? year. A absolutely. I remember, um, talking to Brad Crosley, like before I left and I was like, I'll see you soon. Yeah. And, um, you know, a week later I'm, you know, staying there. So, so uh, what do they like about you? What did Moncton say they liked about you that they wanted to keep you at 16? So I like, um, I remember he, 
uh, Danny Flynn invited a bunch of the prospects up for like three days before um, the local guys uh, to like just play like three on three for a couple days and kind of like get our feet wet and um, with some of the old veteran guys that were in town at the time. And um, I, I like I don't know how I did it, but I was scoring goals like left, right and center. And before the camp started, I felt like. I already made an impression, which was really good. And what a good feeling! Yeah, and like it was in, like it's three on three, and um, obviously it, was, it wasn't even tryouts. That this is like two or three days before, so I was lucky enough to, you know, make an impression there, and um, you know, kind of helped me, I guess, going into you know the main camp. Which That's is, awesome. Which is so, good. So how are you scoring these goals? Are you like deflecting off? I was you, like, I don't even know. Like, like it was like it's almost like I had a horseshoe in my ass. Like, I was gonna was like, say like goals were going in left, right, and center, and. Um, oh, that's awesome. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know, like, what, like what I did all summer, yeah. or like, yeah. But I was like, this is easy. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm playing with like, at the time, it was like, you know, 19, 20 year olds. So, um, but it was, it was fun. It was good. I was gonna yeah. say, man, you must have been at like the man yeah. 16. Like, don't lie, there must have been some nerves. Like, you're mm. going in there, like, oh Jesus, yeah. man, I'm playing with like men here. Yeah. And then you go and you say you're scoring goals. Like, that's probably like. Oh yeah, so much confidence going into camp. Yeah, like so, knowing that you already put an impression on. And at the time, um, you know, like young guys growing up in Halifax, you watch the Mooseheads and you think like that's the NHL. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Like Big when time. you're really when you're young and um, you know the, the NHL is there, but like the Mooses is where you want to be. Yeah. Um, so for me, when I was, you know, obviously, um, I was thinking of going back to the Dark, subways yeah. and. Um, you know, playing another year and maybe going college route or, or maybe going to you, a prep yeah. school in the States and, and kind of go from there. But I was like, you know, like I was in awe of, you know, like the way they treat the things that, you know, um, the you know, you the things the that I got, the yeah. things that, you know, yeah, the sticks, the, the schooling, the schooling package to, um, you know, like you hear all these guys coming out of there and, and going to the NHL. And I was like, literally thought that this was, this was my NHL. So um, when the decision came down that he's like, do you, you want to play here? I was like, yeah, I, like it was awesome. So who did you call your dad first? My dad was actually there. Oh. So it was good. Um, and then called my agent and, and bada bing, bada boom. Yeah. Off Probably goes a week your, later. It was off goes your junior career. Exactly. So it was uh, a week later. I'm in my first game, which was, so yeah, let's fun. let's let's talk about the adjustment from like camp to the actual league. Yeah, actual game speed. Did you find you were a little bit behind at first, or did you feel comfortable? Yeah. So, because um, preseason games are so important, yeah, yeah. so important. Yeah. Um, you know, I definitely didn't think I was there um, right away. You know, obviously, like it was definitely, especially my first year, was just a development year and yeah. um, trying to get better. And you know, I wasn't playing that much. I was. I was in and out of the lineup sometimes and um but like it was it was cool that first game where you're like and Moncton Moncton's one of the more like you know heavy attendance in the league and yeah. I think we had like probably you know 6000 fans 7000 fans nice. their first game and it was nice. packed it was and because this is right after they went to the Mem Cup so the year before was when they won the Presidents Cup oh yeah so it was like the following was huge um, so kind of, you know, overlapped into the next year. And, um, so like that first game was unreal. It was, it was pretty cool. Did you play with Andrew Roski? Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Roski was there my first year. Okay. We definitely played against each yeah. other preseason. Did you play at the fourplex in Moncton for a preseason game that yeah. first year? Yeah. Yeah. I played against you there. Yeah. I don't even, yeah. I don't remember, but I remember seeing Andrew there. Um, okay. So you have an incredible, you know, you have a, you establish yourself from a 16 year old to like essentially a vet in Moncton. Like, you know what you're not a vet, but you're, you know what you're doing in the league. Yeah. You go to Rouen, you become the captain. Talk about the trade there. Were you a little bit nervous? You, how, so, do you know French? Do you know how to speak French? A little bit. Like I understand it. And then obviously, um, you know, going there helped me a lot to learn French too. But, um, yeah. So like 19 in Moncton, um, you know we, the league in the back of your hand. Yeah, I, you know, like literally, I was the one guy that's been like. I think I was. I think if I played my following my overage year there, I was going to be most 
games played as a Moncton Wildcat. I think like oh, that. So that must have. So that and I was hearing it like we were going into the deadline and all these older guys were like, uh, there was rumors that we were going to get traded and you know they were going to go younger. They were thinking of you know bringing in some assets and yeah. Um, you know, I was thinking like, you know, I'd love to go to Halifax. It'd be great. Like I'm, I'm, oh, I'm kind of at the point now where I'm like, I'm going to get traded. Yeah. Um, and does your agent have some wiggle room there? Like, is your agent like talking to teams that you want to go to? Like, do you go to your agent and be like, listen, I kind of want to go. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, but at the end of the day, it's the teams that decide, right? Like, yeah, if, yeah, yeah. So, uh, had a meeting, um, with Moncton and he, they called me and I think it was, it was like New Year's Eve or like the game before. Yeah. New Year's. Oh, really? Um, and they're like, uh, so, so Ryan, we're going to trade you. And at the time I had a little bit of say what I was going to go. Um, I had to basically like sign off on, on a trade. So, um, so I told them, I was like, so like, what's my options? I want to go to Halifax. Yeah. And obviously, you know, Halifax Moncton's a huge rivalry. So they were kind of, I think this was the year. Um, so this would have been my 19 year old year. So I think like Ehlers and Drew Ann were still there, still in Halifax and they were still pretty good. Yeah. Um, so I was like, I, I, I want to go there. Um, so, but they were, they didn't want anything to do with it because I think they still had to play Halifax like four or five more times the rest of the year. Um, so they were like, basically, I try to get me like far as way as possible. So that's um, that's rough. So they were gonna work some things, and then they said, Rouen is a team that you know wants you a lot. Um, they're I guess paying the most for you, and um, we think it's a really good option for you. So I'm like, what? Like, like we're I'm thinking like Moncton, close to home, to 24 hours away from home. Um, so. I had a couple of days to think about it. Um, we talked it over and I said, well, like at the end of the day, um, it could be a good thing for me. And I was like, I might as well do it. So um, went home for a couple of days, uh, thought it over, accepted it, packed my stuff up. And then I had a flight to Montreal to meet the team after the uh, New Year's break mm. in, uh, in Schwinnigan. So I get there like, I literally have like six bags with me, like my hockey bag, like f team picks me up, meeting a whole new group of guys. Um, I was lucky, like one of my best buddies, uh, Liam O'Brien was on the team. So oh, he, was he? Okay. So he was, uh, you know, a big advocate for me to go there. And, um, and you know, that was a big, you know, um, thing for me too. It'd be like cool to play with him. So, um, so it was good. So I, I, once I decided I was going there, I was like, let's build it together. Like, let's, let's try to live together. And, you know, I was like worried, like, I don't want to get this, you know, super French family and yeah. have no clue what's going on. Yeah. So he's like, yeah, you know, like our, he was taught, he was telling me stories about their billet. It's, um, the, the family that we lived with, it was, uh, Johnny Laundry, who's like him and his <laughs> wife are, uh, QBP. Wait, who's Johnny Laundry? So he, that's his name. Oh, so we, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So he's, um. He's a police officer that went like undercover and, and shit and like um, his girlfriend's a cop too. So I get there, I get through and we're off the bus. Uh, we played one game and she went again. We're going up. It's about seven hour drives. It's absolutely a blizzard out. I'm like, this is nuts. So we were getting there. Um, Do you still have your six bags with you? Oh yeah. Like I got every bag. We get in at like 4.30 in the morning. Um I'm meeting this guy, this like, has any, if, if anyone's heard me talk about him, this guy's an absolute nutcase. Like he's had, he's got stories about like, um, you know, like you just like different, you know, drug things where he's going undercover and, and with, you know, street clothes, Johnny and, laundry. Yeah. Okay. And you know, he's a 45 year old guy. He's, you know, dating a, you know, a 30 year old girl and loves life. Yeah. Um, not married, yeah. has no kids. Um, so I meet this guy. This guy's got tats everywhere. He's got tats like all over his chest, all over his back. Yeah. Like unbelievable guy. Like, you know, he's a guy that's going to be at my wedding. It's just a, you know, wow. he's helped me a lot. Yeah. Um, but, you know, get through and it was minus 51 degrees Celsius. You had a jacket? I literally bought a, 
parka the day before I went there because I was like, this is insane, like how cold it is up there. Like it's literally seven hours north of Montreal. So, um, and you're just there in a classic French yeah. blizzard. So I get there, uh, four thirty morning. He picks me up, gives me an absolute big hug. We go home. Um, that hug means a lot. Yeah, he you does. know what I mean. Like you get, like it was uh, just like you're you're I miserable. Like, oh, I was like, okay, yeah, okay, like yeah, I feel I like love. this is where it's going. So, um, first meal is four thirty in the morning. Where he's like, he asks us if we're hungry. He's got uh, deer meat that he had in the fridge from like a couple of days when he went hunting, like deer meat. I was like, he's like, have you ever had deer? I was like, no. Like four thirty in the morning, I don't really want deer right now, but like, <laughs> um, I'm not gonna say no. I'm just gonna take it. So Wait, it's actually he, amazing. I've never, I like, I've never. Have you ever had did, deer? No. Did he like season the meat, or was it just like deer meat? Like it was, was just, it deer, just meat. deer meat. Legit deer meat, and um, <laughs> it was it was unreal. It Wait, was so good. is this, is this guy Liam's billet too? So we lived together. Yeah. He had one room up top, and I had the other room on the other side. Oh, and so you're that's perfect. So then. it was perfect. It was. Um, so I lived with him for half a year. Um, you know, we had a great year. It was awesome. Um, the next summer at the draft, we have like four or five overage guys for three spots in okay. Rouen. So yeah. Um, me and Liam, hopefully, hopefully we get those spots and um, we get to the draft in Sheerbrook. The t- um, actually, Rouen asked if we would go up and just be like a ambassador or whatever Oh, at the draft at the draft so we're on the way to the draft and liam gets a call that he's been traded um you kind of felt like something was going to happen just because we had five and um how many are you allowed again three, three so like yeah. they, you could tell that they were going to probably try to move one or two yeah um so first thing for me i was like shit like i i gotta so i'm going to rouen now by myself um you know what I mean? Like I felt like, you know, it'd be cool to do this again and, and kind of end our junior careers together, but yeah. it didn't work out. And, um, but you know, I had a lot of fun and, um, stayed with the billets by myself. So he kind of moved, he was there first. I moved in, we spent half a year and then he moved out. So, um, spent my 20 year old year there and yeah, it was, uh, it was a lot of fun, man. That sounds like, yeah. The, the story you just told just started so like down to like amazing yeah. really quick you're yeah. with your best friend yeah. but at the start you're in a blizzard in the middle of yeah. Quebec with no clothes and no parka and then you meet this guy Johnny Laundry he gives you a hug and feeds yeah. you deer meat so he actually came just, to Halifax uh, a couple years ago too did so he? he loved it yeah <laughs> I love that name Johnny Laundry so he actually just retired um, spent 25 years as a QBP started up as um, like I said under undercover and then um was like a sergeant or whatever for uh, a couple years. And now he wants to be a rock star, uh, like legit rock star. So Who he doesn't, uh, man. Everyone wants to be a rock star. Um, so he's got a band in Rouen. What's the name of the band? Uh, Faceless Orphans. Ooh, Faceless yeah. Orphans. Yeah. Plug so, that. Um, Faceless Orphans. Like he thinks he's like Metallica or something. Like it's like adult alternative music or whatever like that. But okay. I, like, <laughs> like if he's watching this, like it, it's, it's kind of, good to see that other side of him you know yeah. what i mean and um he thinks he's gonna you know make millions of dollars and I mean, anybody he wants will. us to go on tour with him and and uh, you know is he like, ever coming to halifax to play um i'll go if he comes hopefully maybe like we might as well try to get him here it'd be yeah. hilarious um maybe he can do a show for us on the camera or yeah something. we'll exactly. get, it you can get him on the podcast get him on the podcast it'd be great how's his english good oh yeah perfect english perfect um but yeah it'd be hilarious um <laughs> So yeah, so it'd be cool to we we, we watched the YouTube videos of his like music videos and oh, his on YouTube? songs. Yeah, oh yeah. Um I wonder if it would be appropriate to look it up right now. So he uh so yeah, it'd be cool. It'd be cool to kind of see him in concert. Me and Liam are talking about like maybe the going to like just show up at one of his concerts and you know, I'll look say it up hey, later. what's up? And yeah, that would be, be awesome. Front row and yeah. Hammer drunk or something, you know what I mean? Just screaming at him. Whenever guys come on the podcast, they always have like someone in their life that's just like kind of like that, just like a guy that they just absolutely love that helped them along the yeah. way. Especially in hockey, it's weird. Even if it's a billet, if it's a coach, if it's a a stick boy, someone always has someone that always helps them along the way. It's an odd thing since I've been doing this podcast that like I've noticed a trend of guys of the players. Yeah, they just have that one person that's always helped them. It's it's cool. Yeah, no, it was, um, we you know we keep in touch and um. 
it's funny to go back to Gitch. He uh, he always wants like at least one T-shirt from every team I've played for. So, um, you know, like this week I got to send him like a bunch of, you know, different apparel stuff and a bunch of Gitch. Yeah, a bunch of Gitch. We'll and, send him. We gotta get him a high button T-shirt. Yeah, we'll yeah, he would one. love that. He just loves anything that has like a slogan or. So he'll a listen team. to this. Oh, hundred percent. Love it. Yeah, yeah. So. That's good. Okay. Yeah. Um, where did Liam get traded to when... Shearbrook. She, I knew that. Yeah. 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 And then you... How did they announce to you that you're going to be the captain? Was it a team vote? Or was the coach just like, you're the captain? So, um, Liam was the captain before. So, oh. my 19-year-old year, when I came in, he was the captain. Yeah. Um, so, when they traded, they needed to fill that spot. And um, lucky enough that... I got it. And two Nova Scotians back to yeah, back. Yeah, which is really weird because there was only like, well, there was only two of us on the team. So yeah. there was only a couple of English speaking guys. So, which was cool too. To, a different dilemma. You know what I mean? Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. You know, just dealing with a bunch of French guys, but it was good. It was good. Hey, man. It's, I don't know if I could do it. Good for yeah. you. It, it's a tough yeah. thing to be able to lead a room and have a language barrier. Yeah. I guess you just must have led on the ice. Like, as much as you can lead in the room, you must have to lead yeah, by example. Which is good about the queue is, like, everyone understands English, and um, English is such a universal language that, mm-hmm. um, you know, in, in hockey, and, and the coach yeah. was learning it, and everyone was kind of... Oh, the coach? Yeah. Oh, well, too, yeah. Because he, he, he spoke, like, he was really French, because he came from a uh, university in in Quebec, so he's, he didn't okay. speak... A lot of English right off the get-go. I heard but, that's a rule in the queue is that like every yeah. coach needs to be, to speak English. Yeah. And like even in the dressing room, it's just English. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So that's true. Yeah. Did you play with Timo Meyer when he was there? No, th- that was um, that was my first year pro. First year pro. So, so that, that was, was first the year, year before. Was... Okay. Or the, sorry, I played the I played the year before. He he came in the year after I left. Yeah, after you yeah. left. So you okay? So let's let's move to that transition then. So you go from junior to pro. Where do you go uh, your first year pro? Is it to so I, yeah? I went Bingham, to I can't pronounce it. Man. Uh, Binghamton. Binging, Binghamton. Yeah. So um, yeah, like I was gonna go to school and thought that I wanted to keep playing hockey and and try that pro, the pro um, the pro game and. Um, I was lucky enough to sign an American League deal um, with Ottawa, um, attend their attend their camp, and um, how was the camp? It was good. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was my uh, my first NHL camp, and um, talk so, about like the, I want to know about like the because you know how you say in junior you were they give you everything you're treated so well. Is there a difference from being treated like in junior to the NHL? Because when I was talking to Luke yesterday, he said it was like a different world of like yeah. the things of how they treat you. Yeah, could you go yeah. into detail maybe a little it's, bit it's, like like I that was like the first um, you know like look at you know how hockey is such a business. You know yeah. what I mean? And um, you know just it's all about the players and whatever they need and you know, treat them as much as they, as you can and, and help them out. And, um, and, and, you know, Ottawa definitely ran it like a, like a, you know, it, it was, it was a first class business and a, really? and a company and, um, you know, it was, it was cool. Like it was just cool to be around some of those players and, um, be in the room with, you know, Eric Carlson and, and those guys that, um, you know, you watched on TV and now you get to, yeah. you know, pick their brain and, yeah. um, you know, practice with them and, and that yeah. kind of thing. So I spent a month there. Um, That's so cool. Yeah, it was, it was really cool. That's spent a, you know, it was in a hotel for about a month and then they kind of released a bunch of the, the AHL guys um, down to Binghamton. And so it was a four hour drive. I had my car packed. So like, I, like literally a um, jam car drove down to, um, Binghamton for the year and um, started off there. We had like another training camp with a couple exhibition games against uh, Rochester. Okay. Um, and then their team picked and we had some meetings um, after to release some guys to go down to the coast. So I had a meeting with the GM and we were talking and he's like, we're going to send you down to the coast just at the beginning of the year just to, to play some games and, and get some get some ice time under your belt, um, which was, it was funny. It was a weird story. It was like, so um, their coasting was in Evansville, Indiana. So 12 hours, I had to pack up my stuff again. Fly or drive? I was driving because they were like, 
I was like, so should I fly? And um, they're like, no, take your car. And if you come back, like, we'll figure, get your car back here. Um, probably, two, I want to say 10 minutes after that meeting, um, I get another call from the GM. He goes, someone got hurt in Ottawa in training camp. So he's like, you're going to start the season here. So I was like, great. Um, so wait, sorry, how far are you on the drive so far? No, no this is... Uh, I was going to do the drive the next day. Oh, so you're still there. The okay. So this is okay, 20 okay. minutes after that meeting. Um, he, he called me. He's like, you're going to start to start the year. Here. You're so, pumped. So I was like, okay, like world win again, yeah. kind of trying to get around that. But, um, you know, spent about a month there. Um, they had a couple injuries and then played a couple games and then they sent me down just to play a little bit more and, um, played 10 games down in Evansville so I like it was you know it was it was a cool experience too I've never been uh to the Midwest and you know it's a whole different um you know lifestyle lifestyle and what they think of hockey and what do they think of hockey it's you know it's all about fighting like they love like just love big hits love really? um the excitement of the game I, like they're not as knowledgeable where I was as um obviously some of the other cities but um it was cool to get another perspective on that's cool another another place yeah so um really cool uh there was a road trip we did um we went to alaska so we we had a three-hour bus drive to st louis from evansville indiana got on a flight uh to minnesota minnesota to the red eye uh, red eye to anchorage so we had three games there so really cool to be there um it was uh like I, I remember the first day we had a day off just kind of try to get our bodies set and uh oh yeah the time change the time yeah. i think it was like well midwest it was i think it was like three hours from there and evansville's two hours from home so it's five hours from here like the time difference so it was first day we had like a just like a travel day i remember like four of us rented a oh no took a cab into the mountains because we we're like we're not gonna rent a car but yeah. So we each paid like 30 bucks, went in for like an hour uh, <laughs> into the mountains and just saw like unbelievable views, saw like moose, deer, like a no. bunch of animals. It was cool. You should have taken some picture of the deer for uh, Johnny. Exactly. He would love it. That's crazy. <laughs> should have brought it home. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah. No, it was cool. The places hockey can bring cool. you is just like. Unbelievable. Incre it's incredible yeah. and that's that's one of the best parts about hockey absolutely just, 100 you know, the people you meet and um the places i've been it's been it's incredible and you get to make money along the way yeah like there's something that you're just learning the knowledge that you're gaining when you're traveling playing learning is just can't get it anywhere else so um so we played there wednesday friday saturday mm. then we had a flight home monday yeah so um Sunday we went out because we like um we were flying home the next day so we went out every like everyone's banged up it's just like yeah but you, home yeah. it's like and it's like a whole 11 hours on Monday yeah um you're feeling like a rock star though you got a flight in the morning you're going out yeah you know I feel good yeah. um but you're just you're just bagged um so I get back to Evansville 11 hours later um and then literally I'm, we're getting in the dress room and I got called back up. So, um, oh so I had to get, so I was on two flights and three hours. Um, I'm, I probably slept like two hours right now. I got to go home, pack my stuff and I got to be at the airport at six the next day. I'm still thinking it's like, you know, three hours behind. So I didn't sleep that, that much that night. And then, um, flew to Detroit, Detroit to Binghamton and I had to play the next day. So, so excuse me. I was, um, it was crazy. It was just like, you know, our bodies everywhere, time difference. It's like literally four hour difference. Um, and they made you play and you know, I played so, and it, like, that's a little bit about what pro hockey is about. I was going like to say that's great insight. How like, you know, there's a lot of days where, you know, you're flown into different, places or you're you know you're um getting called up getting sent down um but you just gotta kind of go out there and play and and not worry about it so um definitely that you know that was a cool experience though just to kind of go through that and and um deal with that but it was uh 
Yeah, it was a whirlwind. It was but, crazy. Like when you describe this, it seems like there's a whole other like mental aspect that goes into professional hockey. Like when I was talking to Tyler Noseworthy when he came on, he went all the way to Australia and like he was talking about the opportunities that he had because he traveled and the, like just you're just talking about to the time difference and things yeah. like this. But like in order to make the best of your opportunities, you have to put your body through so much yeah. in order to get to that next level. Yeah, and that's just something that people that are, are listening that didn't really make that jump into professional hockey probably have no idea what it takes. And I and I love that part. Like I loved, um, you know, the biggest thing for me when I, you know, made the, um, the switch from junior hockey to pro was like, you know, you're living on your own. Um, you know, no one's really. Like yeah. no one's like their coaches aren't looking over your shoulder. You're a it's man. Just, it's it's basically like you know you like do you go out on the road? Yeah, you go out on the road, but you just got to show up every day and um, perform and and do your best. And um, they don't really care about um, anything else but the results, right? And and, yeah. and winning and yeah. and um, you know if you if you win and you're having fun and yeah. things are going well, everything's great. And if you're not, then um, you know, yeah. someone's getting fired. Yeah. Someone's losing their job. You're not getting the contract you want. And yeah, things are different. But um, yeah, it's it it's definitely a it was definitely a fun transition. Like, do you have any like stories from like close calls about on the road, like going out and maybe just like not making practice the next day, or like pretending to get hurt and warm up during a game, even though you're hungover or anything like that? Yeah. So um, yeah, probably way too many. Just it don't was, drop any names. Yeah. Go ahead. So um. <laughs> Me and my roommate, we clinched playoffs uh, two years ago, and we're in Norfolk, Virginia. So um, I don't know if you ever heard of Top Golf. Mm-hmm. You ever heard of Top Golf? It's like a driving range bar area, like in the states where you can, um, you know, like it's basically like there's a driving range in front of you, and then there's a table behind. And you can sit and have dinner. Oh, and they got one of those TV. here. Patrons, I think. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But on a bigger scale. Okay. Okay. There's like two or three levels. It's, well, it's in the States. It's yeah, bigger. it's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, so we're there and um, there's probably seven of us. And, you know, we were going to go for an hour. Ended up being, um, you know, we, we probably spent five or six hours at this golfing range. Like there's lights going on at night. So like, heat, yeah, you know, we're in Norfolk, so it's warm. Yeah. Um, so, um, yeah, so we've we've had a couple and we're coming home back to the hotel. We're Ubering back to the hotel and. Um, our assistant coach is standing in the lobby waiting. Yeah. He's just like, um, he kind of has a sense, like something's going to happen. Like we clinched playoffs already. These games really, uh, don't, don't matter. matter for seating wise. So, yeah. um, so it was just funny. Me and my roommate kind of just put on a good face and like, you know, we both smile. Like he, it was good. Cause, um, he played, he played pro hockey for, you know, a couple of years. So he kind of, he gets it. Yeah. Um, which is a big thing, but, um, you know, he knew and, and, um, we knew that he knew. And, um, it was funny the next day we, uh, me and my roommate were line mates. So, um, and there's this other guy that was with us and he started the three of us the next day. <laughs> um, and I think we might, oh, I think we might've scored that game. Like, first couple shifts or something like that did he play you for like 30 minutes or something like that yeah and like it was good because um we won and things were great but um it was just funny how like you know like the starting lineup was us three and you know so you kind of knew that he knew then and um it was it was funny yeah that's hilarious yeah i love stories like that (laughs) um yeah i want to can we talk about this hit can you like? I'll bring it up on the screen, and you can describe it to me—the one that I was talking about Let before. Me see. I don't remember. Okay. I don't know what you're. Uh... It said Ryan Penny, and then it said the team. Everyone, give me a sec here. Is this you? I have no clue. Oh man. Is that a different Ryan Penny? It might be. I don't think it's me. Remember a hit? Yeah, if that, that was, if that was me, I definitely remember it. Is this you? Oh wait, no, that's no. Those, yeah, 
That's the fight, so I'm probably probably not in that. You're not. Okay, I was I was watching these like all day, thinking it was you. Really? <laughs> I gotta slow down. Anyways, that hit was massive. I thought it was you. Um. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm embarrassed now. I can't no, edit no. it out. <laughs> um. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about uh, Jesus, man. That's you know, it's a good podcast when you don't even look at like the bullet points and mm-hmm. you're just going through. And the fact we we haven't even really talked about much that I wanted to, but the fact that you're a good storyteller makes it better. So I want to talk about um, another sport that you would have played uh, other than hockey if you have one. I love talking to two sport athletes. So if there's um, another sport, maybe. Uh, I play golf like just. In the summer, like would I play professionally? Uh, golf would be great um, because great you get to pick great weather, um, great money. Great money. It's not hard on your body. You get to pick the tournaments you get to go to, you play in. So yeah. like, like if you're not feeling like it this weekend, yeah. you know you're not playing. So There's a tournament every weekend. Yeah, exactly. So um, that'd be a fun sport to play. Yeah. Well said. I wouldn't Pro. have thought a lot of people don't pick golf. A lot of people pick like baseball or basketball. Baseball, obviously for the money. That's what I would pick. Be great. Baseball. And, you know, like if you can hit a home run, you're going to make a lot of money. So, yeah, um, that'd be cool. And I think it's just the most like calm sport. I don't just, like how they like play 160 something games. Every yeah, that's year. a lot, you know man. I mean? Like that's I bet these guys I was are watching away. the other day. I think the Blue Jays play like. Or the next like twenty one days, they have like twenty two games or something like that. They play one double header game and really, they play every day for like three weeks. So I'm like, I don't know how you have like a wife and kid, right? Like yours. I heard some of them like come on the road too, like the wife and kid. Yeah, yeah. I heard like sometimes the road trips, like they'll bring the families or whatever. Jesus, because you got to think like they're probably on the road sometimes for eight or nine days, maybe. Yeah, I guess so. Um, that'd be a cool sport when you're going up to Toronto do you ever go to Jays games up there uh, yeah yeah I um, actually this year I've been to a Phillies game in Philadelphia um, Red Sox game oh it, in Boston yeah cool. yeah which is really cool um, uh, just you know I guess we in Reading we play right outside Philly. So yeah, I was gonna say how long's that drive? It's like forty five minutes. That's not bad. What um, are the people like there? There's obviously like a huge misconception about people from Philadelphia, especially with them. Do you see like the videos oh, yeah. of them winning the obviously the Super Bowl? But like crazy, greasing the poles. Um, so I got a story. Um, <laughs> so my first, so two years ago we had a twenty one day road trip in. That's yeah, a thing. Twenty one days. Uh, it's camp. It shouldn't be a thing. But that's ridiculous. Um, it was ridiculous. So we were, so we were busing from Reading to Philly. We got a flight from Philly to um, Denver, Colorado. Okay. We played three games there. Um, went to South Dakota. Played two games there. Um, and in between all these is like three or four days between these different cities. So and then we do? went okay, to okay, okay. Cincinnati after that. Played a game. And then went to West Virginia, played two games, and then came home. So it was 21 days. Um, the day before we were leaving, it was Monday night. We were going to um, Monday Night Football, Eagles versus Packers. Nice. So first NFL game I've um, I've ever been to. So I we went, stopped at a uh, mall on the way, bought a Wentz jersey. Um, I was like, you know what, this is sick. I'm just going to be jumping on the bandwagon now. And, yeah. Um, so there was five it was one of the guys birthdays on the team and um so we all got tickets he lives in philly and commutes he's from philly so he makes the he makes the commute to reading uh every day so he had an apartment down there so we were just going to stay at the apartment go to the airport in the morning um our flight was like six o'clock so it was like it was bad it was um so we went to the game and we have this uh we have this little Swede on our team. Uh, we call him the Swedish Meatball. Love it. So he's from Stockholm. So we had one more ticket left. Guy's an absolute character. So we we, uh, we said, like, come to the game. He's Does he like, know anything about football? Nothing. Has no clue about fo- anything about football. Sounds like a waste of a ticket. Right? Um, but, like, he's, like, guy that, like, you just you look at him and you laugh. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So, um, so we Ubered. Probably, like, $160 Uber from Reading to the game, got there just in time. Yeah. Um, went to 
buy a jersey. He, um, bought this like Cunningham jersey for the Eagles, like a uh, quarterback that played like 30 years ago, and he was like he was okay, but he was calling the Hall of Famer all night, and this guy wasn't a Hall of Famer, but he had, and he bought one of those like Eagles hats, so he's all decked out. Um, first game. First, yeah, first game, first NFL game. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we went out after we got the flight in the morning, so we stayed over. He didn't have any of his stuff for this 21 day road trip, so he had to Uber back to Reading. So he Ubered back $160 back to Reading. Um, uh, showed up at the bus, so the bus was leaving Reading at 3:30 a.m. He gets on the bus with a backpack, his suit, and his passport in hand. And that's it. And he's going on a 21-day road trip. What the yeah. fuck? <laughs> so he just bought clothes along oh, the yeah. way. Oh, yeah. And he's so, like, he's, like, absolute, like, he's so drunk right now. Like, he's so drunk. It was so funny. Um, <laughs> so we fly into Colorado, and the first thing he does is he um, he walks to an Urban Outfitters. Yeah. And buys a duffel bag and three, um, you know, three pairs of clothes, like just three outfits, and uh, and it was just hilarious. Still hungover. <laughs> three in the morning, the bus left. Yeah. Oh my god. And he probably got back to Reading probably at like two thirty, just in time to get this backpack, his passport, put on a suit, and jump on the bus. Swedes. That's the thing yeah. you don't you don't hear many stories about Swedes. It's other. It's like Russians or. That's yeah. pretty much it. Just like Russians. Yeah. Like from Europe at I mean, least. You'll never play with a bad Swede. Like I've never met a bad Swede. Like you mean like personality wise? Yeah. yeah just, just like people. team guy. Like. Um, yeah. Um, what was Carlson like when you, did you like talk to him at all? Uh, yeah. I talked like to him once. Yeah. Good yeah. guy. Um, yeah. He was a good guy. Yeah. It's, it's really. probably interesting when you get in those, dra- those rooms. It's like, oh, they're just people. Yeah. You know, yeah. like they're on they TV the every day. Stuff, but yeah. They're just people. Yeah. But it was cool. It was, um, it's cool to be around him and definitely. I bet you're just like a sponge. Guys. Yeah, learning everything. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Were you actually at that training camp where MacArthur got hit? Uh, got no, the- that was I was there the year before. That was yeah. a rough hit. Yeah, oh, yeah, that sucks. About that yeah. whole incident. I don't even think he's back yet. Or he didn't. He didn't play no, last year. Two years he ago, he probably won't play again. Maybe I'm not sure, but hopefully he does. But it's um, yeah, he's. He's got a couple concussions, so. Um, so yeah, are you able to talk about this year coming up? Like you're free agent right now. Your agent's in the works about playing somewhere. Yeah. Do you have any clue about where you might be going, where you want to go? Maybe yeah, if you're comfortable um, with talking about it. I don't yeah. Know no, yet. definitely. Um, obviously, I'm. I still. I'm still thinking about going to school. Um, okay. I don't have my degree, so I'm. Um, you know, looking at you know maybe going to school and yeah um getting that and then maybe kicking it to Europe after that I was going to say yeah um but uh yeah we'll see we'll just hear it out and yeah let the summer play out and yeah it's a that big kind summer. of thing and decide which uh which route I want to take cool yeah yeah for great things about playing over in Europe real good things yeah it's like it is be, a different game but yeah it's uh you can make a lot of money which is really attractive and um <laughs> yeah. You know, you get to see the world, and of course, have you ever been to Europe? Uh, I haven't. Oh, love it! Yeah, You'd love so it. it would uh, it'd be cool. You have I any like, buddies over there? Yeah, I got a lot of guys that um, either I played with or um, or whatnot played against that are that are over there, and um, you know they love it. Like obviously, I think it's more of an older thing. Once I feel like once you go there, it's hard to come back and play in North America, and mm. um, so people guys normally go at the end of their careers, but um, you know, maybe get my degree and yeah. you know, find a girlfriend or you're single right something. now. Yeah. And then it's tough. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> and then kick it over there and, and yeah. you know, enjoy life. Well, you could do school like over there. Couldn't you, you can just do it like online or I guess yeah, that'd be tough. Could. That'd it's be tough. tough. Um, but which is good over there is like, they have the international break. So like the international, like wherever country you're playing in, will have like an international break where they're, international players will go play in tournaments versus other countries in How Europe. How long's the break? So, uh, I think there's one uh, right before Christmas for a week and then one uh, probably a month or two after Christmas for a week. So yeah. I think there's two like week-long breaks where the North Americans will just travel and oh, cool. uh, go to other city or go, go to other countries yeah, yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. And um, 
which would be cool to do, you know, just to definitely. There's so many things. Are you a history guy? Do you care about that stuff at all? Um, even not it, really, but like you, I'd like to see it. Even if like you this, don't, like the architecture. Yeah. There's just so much to see. Yeah. And the bars are incredible. Women are incredible. Everything's incredible about it. And you go to some places and it's not even that expensive. No. Like it's like a euro for a beer, which equals out to like $2 Canadian. Yeah, like exactly. That. I don't know what the, the rate is, but yeah, it's a great, I, if I could live over there, I would, man. It would be a I great know. experience, especially now and that you're young. And maybe just play for four or five years and. Dude, save up some money, come back here, buy a house. Yeah. You're pumped. Yeah. Which is, guys go over there too a lot is, um. The teams over there pay for the taxes. So, like, it's basically you're taking home tax-free euro, euro. So, you're making a lot more money. Yeah. Um, I didn't know that. That's a huge factor. Yeah. So, and then they give you a car and some places they'll give you a cell phone and you get your apartment paid for. And, um, Dude. So, it's it's pretty good. And, and, and you know, you play a lot less games. So, good I think you play, like, 40, 45 games over there. So it's definitely a lot easier on the body, especially when you're getting older. And well, even in the European League, it's not. It's a less physical game. Yeah. I saw a game in... With the big guys. Prague? Yeah, I saw a game in Prague two years ago. Completely different game than over here. Yeah. No hitting. Penalties called all the time. So there's always power plays. Yeah. It is kind of exciting, but if you like the physical aspect of it, maybe not so much. Yeah. But yeah, yeah a lot easier on the body for yeah. sure. You know who is absolutely is a legend over there in Prague, Czech Republic? Yogs. He's on cereal boxes. Yeah. He's, yeah. Like, he's on cereal boxes. He's on um, bus stop signs. Yeah, he's, he's on God over there. Billboards. Yeah, it's crazy. What else did I see him on? He, you and know that guy's what? just not giving it up, right? No, absolutely not. He was in. He was on the uh, the Adidas store in downtown Prague. Yeah. Like The guy's a legend over there yeah. where soccer is huge. And he's just everywhere. Yeah, he's incredible. He's, yeah, he's God. They love him. Yeah. And you know, rightly so, is the goat. Yeah, he's what, forty six, forty five, forty four. No, I thought he was. I thought he was older. I thought he was pushing fifty. Maybe I don't know. I'm not sure, but the guy still loves playing hockey and yeah. single and loving life. Do and you see that thing where he's he got a ton of money and ton of money? Oh, yeah. I heard he was in debt a bit. Or he, that's why it might have been. I'm, I'm so not many sure. Rumors out. Do you see that picture when he slept with that girl? Yeah, hilarious. Of course, everyone did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He didn't really give a shit either. <laughs> no, he didn't. Yeah. Um, I wanted to talk to you about... What was it? Yeah, I was going to say, what do you look for in a coach? But I'm pretty sure you covered that with like uh, yeah. with the subway stuff, with uh, Crosley and stuff like that. It's, we're running up on an hour here. Um, I what pretty else? much Anything else? I, I pretty much covered everything I wanted to tell you about to ask you about yeah you're a great storyteller so if like europe doesn't work out you could yeah maybe do like, something man yeah i don't know i gotta find something maybe, we gotta but. get johnny laundry over here yeah we do and get, get him on the, the podcast yeah i bet that yeah, guy has I'll, stories uh, for days anyone that hugs a stranger guest. say that again he'll be a special guest for sure okay yeah he'd be he'd be great we'll get him guys got a ton of stories we'll get him some uh high button gitch yeah so liam knows this guy yeah yeah he lived with him actually well he probably spent two years with him and i spent a year and a half so um. Yeah, like it, just you know, off the record, these he's got so many stories that you he? Know, he probably can't say on the podcast, but it'd be just. All right, we'll get him you, on. Yeah, we'll if he ever brain. if he turns into a rock star, he'll be coming to Halifax. Yeah, yeah. He he thinks he's selling out the Metro Center like in the next week or something, but uh, we'll see. All right, sounds yeah. good. Um. All right. Well, Ryan, thank you for joining, yeah. man. I appreciate you coming on. Um, Thanks, buddy. Good luck back in Toronto. When you come back, we'll have to grab a beer sometime. Yeah, we'll so, do. what did you guys do the other day? You or yesterday? You and Harvey, or you and someone on social media? You're drinking a beer. Where'd you guys go? Oh, we were at the we were at the pint. Oh, the pint. Yeah, how was, was that? The first last time night? I was there. It was good. Yeah, since they did all the renos, it's it's nice. Have they built the bar up top yet? You know what? When we were there, they were looking at it. I don't know if there's a bunch of started it or not, or I think they're trying to do something similar what they have downstairs. So. Oh, like on a patio nobody knows i have this conversation like once a day with so, like yeah. different people no one knows what's going on so yeah. some of the best nights in the summer are up at right? argyle especially uh midsummer it's doesn't get any better no so hopefully they build hopefully that patio if anyone at the pint is listening hopefully that gets built yeah you'll see us there i'll be there for sure <laughs> big net big networking night yeah network all the hockey guys yeah there. um all right so Ryan, thanks again. Yeah, appreciate thanks, it uh, appreciate it everyone that's listening make sure to go to the mm-hmm. itunes page Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and I think that's it. And then if you could like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff, I would highly appreciate it. 
Um, tons more content coming. Uh, I'm trying to pace these podcasts. We could do one every single day if we wanted, but I'm trying to to even out the talent. Um, it's great that it's the summertime and everyone is back uh, in the city, so there's tons of uh, people to pick from. Um, I'm trying to get everyone on. We're going to make everyone happy. I appreciate it. I love you guys. See you later.